Hello, welcome to episode 26 of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast. I'm Bethany. And I'm Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Bethany. (laughs) It is a bummer that Ashley couldn't be here this week because it's our six-month anniversary. And it's been six months already. I cannot believe it. That is bonkers. So... Six months, 26 episodes, over 3,000 listens, and 435 followers on Instagram. That is amazing. This is amazing. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to you for being my co-host. And Ashley. Yes, thank you to you for all that you have done to make this happen. Because holy (laughs) shamoly. And Ashley, thank you, Ashley, for keeping it going when I couldn't and then for just being amazing and bethany dude you rock this is so cool all the listeners are so rad we had some great moments with listeners too this week at the lunar criticals on instagram had the wonderful opportunity to meet marissa meyer at a book signing and she was nice enough to give us a shout out and tell marissa meyer about our podcast okay This is so exciting. So Marissa Meyer officially knows that we exist. That's amazing. I'm expecting my restraining order any day (laughs) because of if she or her people or anybody hears any of the craziness that I have said. And also here's the story about how I've stalked a paper boy in the past. There's a restraining order on the way. You can sound obsessive. (laughs) I do sound obsessive. And I've only even, I mean, I've not even read one whole book yet. Now you know why her fandom is so huge. It's amazing. amazing. She's so good. She's so good. And yet I am not allowed to be a part of the fandom yet. You can be someday. And I, I try really hard to include you in as much of the stuff as I can. Oh, I know. I so appreciate that. I love to. Yeah, because I love that I have you to like send me the things that I can have. <laughs> it's great. It's wonderful. I'm your human filter. Thank you. And Meyer, I promise that I'm safe and I will not walk by your house every morning on my way to elementary school and like turn my head and see if you're there. Just just very obsessive fangirls, but not in a dangerous way. Right. Your writing is just so good. It's It's amazing. We also want to say a big thank you to at renegade underscore anarchist. She's just been a really big supporter of us from the very beginning. And we all had a chance to finally check out her YouTube channel this week. And she's given us some shout outs on there too, like their Instagram everywhere. So just a really big thank you because the kind of support and love and welcomeness that we've gotten from the Lunar Chronicles and Marissa Meyer community is so overwhelming. I cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. I don't think we realized like how much of a community it was going to be until we started the podcast. And I feel so blessed to be a part of all of it. I had no idea that this was a thing. I mean, it's almost as big as Harry Potter. I know. Yeah. See, that's what blows my mind. I'm like, I didn't know. But then reading just the portion of the book that I've read, I'm like, oh, this is why it's almost as big as Harry Potter. The writing is just... It stands the test of time. It's amazing. Renegade Anarchist is amazing. She's delightful. I think is what you told me she was delightful. And I like that word a lot. She is delightful. And her YouTube channel is delightful. And everyone, please go watch 
her videos on there and follow her on YouTube and all over the places because she's just great. And her very first video ever on YouTube, Bethany, you need to go and do the quizzes that she takes because it's just like her doing personality quizzes, which is just so sweet. And I found out that I belong in Wonderland. That is the Marissa Meyer universe that I belong in. That's a really nice one. I don't know anything about it because I'm not allowed to, but just a little snippet that I read. Yes, that checks out and I want to be there. So I'm looking forward now to Heartless and getting to read that book someday and getting to listen to Bethany on Leah's podcast, the YA Book Chat podcast. We talked about Heartless on episode one of Leah's YA book chat podcast and sometime we need to have Leah on our podcast as like a crossover episode too because that would be fun we definitely do we definitely need to have her on soon because I know she loves all Marissa Meyer and also I need to read the book that she talks about in her second episode so that I can fully read Queen series yes I don't know it I know it, but I haven't read it. It's on that very long list of of books that because of school, I haven't been able to get through, unfortunately. Yeah, I think I might need to use some of my Audible credits. Oh, I love Audible. Yeah, and then maybe like take a short, like a short break every day from just podcast listening and listen to some actual literature. I have been re-listening to the Best of Friends podcast. (laughs) Okay, I thought about doing that, actually. I would love to go back and revisit them. I I just started it because I, I was like, wow, when was the last time I actually listened to this? And it was this Best of Friends podcast is the first podcast that I got into. So like four years ago, maybe. So I just started re-listening to it. And I love it. It's it's if you like the television show Friends, you should listen to Best of Friends podcast. It's wonderful. Absolutely. I should have just binged on that all week this week because I am going to a Friends-themed party on Saturday night. Ooh, you should have prepared for it that way, yeah. I know, and I think that I'm sure that there there will be trivia. I did watch a few select episodes on Wednesday while I was working from home. I watched the one with fake Monica because I believe that's going to be my costume, even though my hair is way too short. (laughs) Yeah. And I watched the one, oh, what's that one called? Is it the one with the fat? Because that's the one where no one's ready. Yes. Sorry. The one where no one's ready. Yes. Because there's also a contest where we are all supposed to bring a delicious but realistic looking glass of fat. Arguably, that's probably one of the top five episodes of the entire series. Like it's right up there with the one with the embryos. Oh, absolutely. I also watched the one with the embryos, of course. Um, But yes, yeah, the one where no one's ready is like my go-to. If I'm going to watch an episode of Friends, it's the one where no one's ready. For me, it's like, I have like five, I have like five or six go-tos depending on my mood. Okay. But I would say it's the one where no one's ready, the one with the embryos, the one with Unagi. (laughs) Oh, Yes. (laughs) The one with the lottery is one of my favorites, which oh, is in season nine. Deep and then the one with when Chris, the very first one with Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate was phenomenal. I just yeah. love her constantly being like, why does she keep making that noise? Why did they cancel Samantha Who so quickly? I didn't watch Samantha Who. I will say they canceled Happy Endings too soon because that is a good show. I never saw that one. It's on Hulu and it's 
hilarious. Okay. It's well, like friends, but inclusive and they don't have a laugh track. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, Samantha, who was great, it was Christina Applegate, and then her best friend was Suki St. James. Melissa McCarthy. Oh. <laughs> Why do I not have names? I was like, who's Suki St. James? Oh, oh, you're not a gilly. A gilly? You're not a gilly. What's a gilly? Like a, a fish? Of, a fan of the Gilmore Girls? Oh, I missed the Gilmore Girls boat. But Quentin likes the Gilmore Girls. He used to- he used to watch it with his mom. Okay, this is neither because he's nor adorable. <laughs> he is adorable. I watched it with my mother as well. My dad Aww. hated. He called it the fast talkers because <laughs> they talked too fast. You couldn't understand them. <laughs> but speaking of Gilmore Girls, today I was listening to Ask Me Another, the NPR news quiz show. The that's not wait wait don't tell me the other one, and they were playing this game where. They would play a snippet from a series or season finale of a TV show. And they played the snippet of Topanga proposing to Corey. And okay. you know what the contestant guessed it was from? Gilmore Girls. How can you confuse Corey and Topanga with Rory Gilmore? How do you do that? Oh my gosh. Corey and I, Topanga are like the original life love relationship goals of my childhood. Absolutely. And also though, like in her speech to Corey, she mentions Mr. Feeney by name. Oh, How well then it's do you def- think that that's Gilmore girl. <laughs> like it's Mr. Feeney. <laughs> that is like, so funny. I don't get it was it was crazy. That I is crazy. I don't understand. And the audience was like flabbergasted. They were like, how are these contestants not getting this? This is obvious. It's Corey and Topanga. We know them. But there's always like, um, I'm really good at trivia. Well, you and I did trivia together. We did Um, Harry Potter trivia and I was shocked that we did not come in first place. Yeah, I, I studied some, well, a couple of the questions were from the movies, but didn't specify they were from the movies. So I still that's think that problem. that's a trick. Yeah. I agree. They need to specify. Yes. Because otherwise I don't know what you're asking. Because one of the questions we got wrong was it asked who gave Harry the gillyweed for okay. in Goblet of Fire. And we said Dobby and they were looking for the movie answer, which is Neville. Right. And they, yeah. They movie. And right. when we pointed that out, the stupid host was like, oh, I didn't know that. Why are you hosting this game if you don't know that? Thank you. Yeah. Also, when I did, when I went to a Harry Potter event at the Children's Museum, it was like a nighttime event for adults, but it was at the Children's Museum. They had a trivia contest and they specified if the answer is different for, you know, whether you're talking movie or book, then we want the answer from the book. Like they specified because, you know, they have their together. Yeah, as they should. I did one a few years ago and I was the only one who got one question right. No one else got it right. And I felt so special. And then I also felt like a psychopath because it was maybe not a psychopath, maybe just a lunatic. I felt like a lunatic because the question was you had to name the first chapter of every book and I did it. Wow. Yeah. And we were only given like a minute to write it all down. And I just sat there and I was like, tried to, I, I could not, I could probably still do it now if I tried. I was really. Yeah. So like chapter, okay. Book one was the boy, the boy who, lived. who lived, the worst birthday, owl post, the riddle house, 
Dudley Demented, six Spinner's End. That sounds right. And seven Dark Lord Ascending, the Dark Lord Ascending or the Dark Lord Rising or something like that. Wow. I don't know. My books are over there. I could I could easily check, but they're on yeah. the top shelf and they're in a chest and there's stuff like it's just I can't right now. But <laughs> no, we're not we're not we're not gonna check. We're not about facts here at no. <laughs> Well we're, we're about... not <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was a really interesting night because I was I was really like Oh, I, I don't, I, I think this is right. We'll just try it. We were, you know, you're only given like a minute and a half. So we had to kind of write down our answer and turn it in really fast and hope for the best. And I was like, oh my God, I know this too well. And then the word lunatic just sent me on a tangent in my own head because, <laughs> okay, sorry for our listeners, but they said we could keep tangents. So remember, <laughs> you've listened to Best of Friends podcast before. You know how Aaron can be like overdramatic about stuff and calls everybody psycho and lunatic? Aaron Mallory Long? Yes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't just think of her as Aaron. It's Aaron it Mallory Long. It's one word. <laughs> but yes. I met someone, I met two people the other day and I feel slightly bad, but not too bad. I immediately, when I met them, thought, Oh, Aaron Mallory Long would think you are a lunatic. I will explain. One, <laughs> I my boss asked me to bring her a coffee, so I stopped at the McDonald's drive-thru to get her an iced coffee. And I said, yes, can I please have a large vanilla iced coffee? And she's like, vanilla? And I was like, yep. She's like, we don't have vanilla. I was like, well, I've ordered it before, and it's on your menu, and when I worked here, you had it. And she's like, we don't have vanilla. And I was like, okay, why is it on your menu if you don't have it? And she's like, I'm sorry, we don't have vanilla. And I was like, but it's on your menu. I'm really confused. Are you sold out of it? And she's like, no, we don't have vanilla. We have French vanilla. Do you want French vanilla? Seriously? Oh my God. <laughs> Seriously. I was so upset. I was like, yeah, I'll try the French vanilla. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Anyone but me in this world even know the difference between vanilla and french vanilla uh one sounds fancier okay i only know this because when i worked at the airport we had both i don't know why <laughs> and someone once asked me what's the deal what's the difference which do i want so i googled it french vanilla is supposed to have a slightly more like caramelized taste not caramel taste caramelized that's it it's See, such but it's caramel. still but if i ordered vanilla i would give you vanilla or french yeah. vanilla and you but would you wouldn't say we don't have vanilla I, <laughs> and it's one of those things if i had ordered vanilla and she'd be like and she was like confirming my order and she had been like large french vanilla i wouldn't have thought twice of it but it was right. because she kept saying no we don't have vanilla and then when i finally got her around to admitting that they had vanilla it was because i didn't specify french and i was like because i've been binge listening to best yeah. of friends i was like aaron mallory long would call you a lunatic okay so, so <laughs> if i go to taco bell where they have pepsi products and I say, I would like a Sprite. And they just said, we don't have Sprite. Like, instead of is 7-Up okay? Because it's on the thing. But like, instead of being like, we have some Sierra Mist, like if they were yeah. just like, we have a Sprite and then just like sat there. Or if you go, or if you go somewhere and you're like, can I have a large Coke? And they're like, wait, is Pepsi okay? 
Right. Because as far as I'm concerned, Coke is not okay. If I order a large Pepsi and you say, is Coke okay? I'm going to say, nope, I'll have a Diet Coke because I don't like regular Coke. Right. Yeah, it's completely different. Yeah. Also, though, you know what actually blows my mind? A while back, Taco Bell got rid of Dr. Pepper temporarily and replaced it with Cherry Pepsi. That's two very different flavors. That's what I thought. And every time we would go there during the time period that they didn't have Dr. Pepper, we would order it just out of habit. And they'd be like, well, we don't have that. Would you like a Cherry Pepsi? It's so not the same thing. And the other day, my mom used to, when my dad was alive, they would go to Culver's fairly regularly. And my mom would get the kids meals. And she would save the little things off the bag that get you like a free scoop. And so we still have like a bunch of these free scoop coupons. So we went the other day to Culver's to get a free scoop because we're like, hey, whatever. It's the good flavor of the day. So I go in and there's something wrong with the Dr. Pepper. And so I asked the guy, I'm like, hey, there's something wrong with your Dr. Pepper. And he's like, oh, I don't know what's wrong with it. Would you like a cherry Pepsi? So it's so not is, just Taco Bell. So this is the thing, and we just don't know it because to me, the equivalent of Dr. Pepper is like Mr. Pib. Pib. Yeah, Pib. not cherry anything. If you look at the can of Pib, it does say that there it's a spicy cherry soda. So, okay, so I guess that I mean, makes sense. But like, also, like Dr. Pepper does not have any cherry flavor unless you add it. But the picture on Dr. Pepper is two cherries. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, well, then I'm wrong. Let me make sure I'm not a liar. <laughs> it has 17 flavors, right? Is that a thing? I thought it used to have a picture of a cherry on it. I don't know. We're so far off topic. It's we are so far over an hour. <laughs> oh, the other lunatic I met real quick, because oh, yeah. I want to know, because this one, Quentin and I agreed I was a lunatic, and my sister said I was just being a brat. Okay. So here it is. I went to Walmart. Normally, <laughs> normally I go to the self-checkout because I have my own bags. I have mm -hmm. like a frozen bag and then like a crate. So I don't use the plastic stuff, but yeah, I forgot my the employees. I didn't have my stuff and I had quite a bit of uh, groceries with me. So I was like, well, I don't want to like burn up the self-checkout when I know people are going to go over there with nothing but a jug of milk. Uh -huh. So I went to the cash register with the actual human being <laughs> and I got home with all my stuff and I went to put my stuff away and there was Drano in the same bag as my apples and lettuce. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the canned goods were on top of my tomatoes. So they were completely squished. Uh, no. And it was like that, just just things that don't belong in the same bags. This is unacceptable. And I was like putting it away. And I was like, I've met two lunatics in the same day. This is insane. I don't expect much from Walmart, but that's unacceptable. It's not Walmart. Like, it's just whoever was bagging, because I'm sure that yeah. could happen at like any store. But I, I, was know, just, absolutely. I was just like, this is like, if I have paper towels and you put them in the same bag as my tomatoes whatever Fine. do not put cans of beans on top of my tomatoes because now I don't do have not, yeah 
now I don't have anything for my salad and I like tomatoes right. in my salad. And do not put a literal jug of poison next to something like lettuce. Lettuce and apples. Apples yeah. that I feed my dogs. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not okay. No, no. So anyways, that's my little aside yeah. rant. Well, let's talk about our fan art Friday real quick before we get yeah. into our chapters. Let's talk about some better things because this art is amazing. This art is crazy in a good way. The colors on this art. <sighs> so this art is a picture of Cinder and it's from Ruji Carl Art on Instagram. And yeah, it's it's vibrant and intense in a really good way and very like detailed. Cinder, mm-hmm. she's got her messy ponytail. She's got her bionic hand. She's in front of like a moon phase kind of halo situation yeah yeah it's very halo-y with like galaxy stuff in the background and and different colored galaxy stuff in the background yeah. the color is what's really great and then the bottom those little circles i think they're screws mm, okay like gears and stuff mm-hmm. maybe i might be wrong about that but either way it's it's amazing go it's check amazing. it out it's on our facebook our instagram and our website and it was incredible and thank you so much for sharing that with us Yes. Really, Fan Art Friday is another thing that I love that we started on the podcast. I love how much participation we get. And I love getting to see all the great fan art. It's so great. Yeah. And so now let's finally get into chapter 33. Okay. 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 <laughs> because we pick up, we left off last chapter with Cinder is talking to this girl with the hair. And she like pretty much hangs up on her. And she's like, hey, I'm taking this decom ship. I'm going to get Peony's dress on and we're going to go. Yeah, she's got Peony's dress, her greasy gloves from Kai, and the two small foot. And she's going to take the car and go to the ball to try and save Prince Kai, or Emperor Kai. Yes, because Emperor Emperor Kai Emperor. is in very grave danger because yes. Lavana knows that he is looking for Princess Celine. And we start out with a very good imagery paragraph that I immediately thought of you when I started reading it. Because imagery. Because imagery. I love imagery. It is so good. So it starts with, the silk dress felt like poison ivy sliding down over Cinder's skin. Yeah. And you said you also really like, this was not her dress. She was a fake in it, an imposter. Absolutely. I almost chose that as my quote. It was on my short list. (laughs) Because (laughs) I so feel that. I feel that when I wear certain things or when I'm in certain situations, I, I mean, makeup. I think that's probably universal, but oh yeah. If I, I put never, makeup on, I feel weird. Yeah. I never wear makeup and my face always feel, I can literally feel the difference on my face, especially my eyes and my like cheeks. And I can yeah. smell it because I'm not used to yeah. wearing it. So I can smell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cinder feels like an imposter because she's stolen the dress of her sister. Yeah. And we get this, Really sad moment mm-hmm. where she has to put back on the too small foot, and it reminds her of when she was an unloved eleven-year-old cyborg. And, and that the, broke my heart. The word "unloved." Yes. Yeah. It it's, really bought me. Yeah. But afterwards, she steals boots from Regina George. So I'm really happy <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, she, she steals Pearl's boots, which... Yes. Um, okay, but so her 
her old too small foot fits in Pearl's boots, Regina's boots. Um, what about her other foot? <laughs> like, I'm guessing, well, I don't, maybe her new metal foot wouldn't have fit. Maybe her human foot is just really uncomfortable throughout this whole thing. I'm <laughs> guessing it's probably, but you know what makes me smile about that is in the, in the Grim Cinderella, they cut off their toes and heels to make them fit in the shoe. Uh -huh. So that's kind of, that's a, a way to tie it back oh, yeah. to the oh, yeah, origin absolutely. story. For yeah. sure. Yeah. But she puts on her old foot, but she doesn't connect the wires. She doesn't have time. So Yeah, so is it just hanging there? Like she can't feel it at all other than the fact that it's like a brick tied to her foot? Yeah. So she would have no feeling in it and she would, I would presume, not have control of movement of her ankle. Or toes or anything. Or toes, which would like throw your balance off, especially mm -hmm. if you're wearing somebody else's shoes. It's so going to throw your balance off. Yes, and it's raining, and oh, there's so much going on. Yeah. Oh my. I God. am like really bummed. Okay, I have to know what happened to the good foot, because we know that Audrey took it. Can't mm -hmm. she just like rummage around the apartment and find it? She was gonna run away anyhow. Like, did Audrey sell it? I d I kind of wonder about this too. Like, I know right now in this moment, she's not gonna have time. Right, maybe she but, didn't have the opportunity before. Like maybe somebody was always around. Yeah, I don't know. That's my only thing. I can only think of because she was talking about leaving town without a foot. Yeah. So I'm guessing Audrey had to have sold it. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So last chapter, Ashley and I talked about how horrible it would be. Or if it would be, we talked about would it be uncomfortable to drive the car without a foot. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you emailed me. <laughs> I did. I did. I would li listened to that conversation. And I, I think I had already maybe read this chapter or something by the time I got to it. I'm not actually sure. But you guys were speculating, you know, driving one footed and which foot did she lose? Trying to remember that. This car has a manual transmission so she kind of needs both feet she really does i feel like whatever kind of end her leg has like the um, nub the nub the stump whatever you call it i feel like pushing down a clutch with that would be kind of a problem she probably it probably wouldn't be long enough to reach um because you normally on a clutch i i don't do you know how to drive a stick I know the principles behind driving a stick. I haven't done it successfully since I was yeah, like 16. You usually have to. Quentin has a stick shift. Quentin's oh, okay. car is a stick shift. Yeah, you pretty much normally have to push down on that clutch like all the, the way. Yeah, like it needs to touch. and then, Because if you're not holding the clutch, for anyone listening who doesn't know, if you're not holding the clutch at the same time as the, the, you're transitioning gears, you're going to stall the car. Yeah. So without a foot to or a limb or something to push down that clutch, she's never going to get it out of neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's, she's going to kill the engine constantly. Yeah. Which she doesn't end up doing. She, This girl can drive a stick. So this girl can drive a stick just from reading a basic synopsis about how to drive a stick. She's never even done it. 
And there's so much of being good at driving a stick that's just like muscle memory, you know, and she's just a natural. She just, it never, I mean, it would have told us if she stalled the car out a bunch of times. Yeah. I always think of my mom, shout out to my mom. If I'm thinking too much about driving a stick, because my mom is one of those people that can do a million things while she's driving. So she'll like drive her stick shift while smoking, while doing her makeup and like eating French fries. And she'll like, and I don't know how she manages to do it, but she can do all of it. I'm not saying it's safe. Please don't follow in my mother's footsteps. But (laughs) I personally, I know how you're supposed to do it. Like I read about it like Cinder. I was not able to execute it. I have no desire to try again. My husband bought a sports car in January and it's a stick shift. And if we're ever in an emergency and I have to drive that car, we are going to be stalling a lot. Yeah. But she just figured it out. And not even like a manual for this car, which by the way, I am 100% convinced that this car is a bug BMW. I mean, probably, right? It's orange. It's orange. We know it has like a dome shape. We now get confirmation that it's a stick shift. Like what else could it be? It's a, it's a, like a late seventies Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. Also, if you're going to have a car that's supposed to represent the Cinderella pumpkin, that's a oh, great yeah. one. It's got oh, that shape. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hands down. This is, this is a Beetle. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dingy pumpkin Beetle and it smells. Yeah. I'm sad that it smells like garbage. And she's got a blanket over rat droppings. Yeah, yuck. Oh, gotta do what you gotta do, girl. She's worried that it's gonna stain Peony's dress, but she's also like, what do I care at this point? Maybe it would improve it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And she's hot wiring the car. She hot wires the car, (laughs) which like I know is not actually that difficult, especially on an older car. It was even easier before everything was computerized. I do vaguely remember my, I can't remember who, but I vaguely remember someone had to use a screwdriver. Someone I know had to use a screwdriver every time they started their car. I can't remember who it was. It might have been my high school boyfriend, Adam, on one of his trucks. I don't know. But anyways... (laughs) Anyway, so she's, this is her first time driving. She's a badass. She's doing it. There's no headlights. Okay, so it's really nice that the city is, like, all lit up and she can see and everything. But yeah. she she was going to have a hard time getting to Europe with no headlights. Unless maybe she's got really good vision. Like, maybe she has nighttime vision with her cyborg retinas or something. Oh, I would imagine she would. Right? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I would think. I would, I hope so, because otherwise that was going to be a really rough, like she was only going to be able to drive during the day, which, I mean, I guess she has to sleep anyways, but still. Yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But so she's driving down on the street, which normally the hovers are up hovering. Yeah, but apparently so, humans are just. Trash babies. Yeah, they leave, like, the roads are littered with, like, garbage and debris. Yeah, that's sad. I mean, I know that they're not using the roads anymore since they're floating above them, but... But it's still litter. Like, they have laws about pollution and pollution fines now that you can litter. 
Yeah, this is strange to me, actually, because the Eastern Commonwealth, I mean, I don't know how it is in China, but we know from previous chapters that Singapore is part of the Eastern Commonwealth. You sure as heck wouldn't litter in Singapore. You can't even have gum in Singapore. Right, because of the litter. Okay, also, my high school pen pal was from Singapore. Oh, yes. And he was the best. And I talked to him one time on the phone my sophomore year of college, I think, because he was studying. He went to university in California. But also, he sent me a comic book from there, which is amazing. And I love. So they have really good comic books. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm a fan of Singapore. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love Singapore. We'll go someday. I still remember his address. So if I ever go to Singapore, I can go knock on the door. Because I was so impressed (laughs) that it was like such a a short address. It was like a two-digit number. Wow. It was a two-digit number and then a street name. That's awesome. (laughs) That's it. Like, that was the whole address. And I've Google mapped it because I'm a creeper. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, uh, Ling Wan, you're going to send me a restraining order, too. That's great. Anyway, (laughs) um, yeah, litter, trash babies, terrible. But our girl's on a mission. She's going to save Kai. Yeah, she's got, like, this panicked sense of purpose. And she's driving there. And it's the ninth full moon. And I love this line. She refers to the moon as a white, ominous eye transfixed upon her. Imagery. That gave gave me chills. Yeah. It reminds me of back in chapter four when they're at the junkyard and her inner dialogue is talking about how the moon brought goosebumps. Just thinking about Lavana and the moon brought goosebumps on her her skin and how it felt like this um I forget what it was but she felt like she was being watched yeah yeah I forget the exact wording but it's eerie it is eerie I love it it's so eerie I love it I'm gonna find it now oh here it is the lingering moon caught Cinder's attention and a shock of goosebumps covered her arms and that's on page 43 in chapter four and this that sentence reminded me of the first time we got to feel that intensity that she has with the moon. Absolutely. Yeah. I love how creepy the moon is. Yeah, it's such a like <laughs> focal point of this book. Yeah. In so many different ways. Like but you so forget she- that it's just a moon in our world. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but she's driving this beast of a car. She's daydreaming the car could have taken her to Europe and she would have been gone and fine. See, when I read that, I was picturing like her and Iko and Peony in the car driving and the sun is, is beaming oh. the like setting sun in the background. And they're, they're laughing and talking and listening to music or something. And mm-hmm. I immediately thought like, Oh, this is the, the life that she could have had had things gone just a little bit differently. Oh my gosh, one of those epic road trips that you take when you're young. Yeah. Oh, young people, if you are listening, when you can, take, take road a road trip, trip with your friends. Yeah. Make it happen. They're the best. 
I mean, this is why we live in a camper now, <laughs> because my husband and I, like, we want that road trip feeling, you know, like. We enjoy doing that when we have to go to places. It's it's the best. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot to not like about our cult, car culture in America. But, but there's the, the road trip, right? It's a good one. Try it out. Someday, when we have money and time and preparation, the three of us will road trip and meet somewhere at a book signing for Marissa Meyer. Oh, hell yeah. So we should all three start putting money aside right now. <laughs> okay. How often does she put a book out? Literally, like, every October, November time frame since oh, okay. 2012. So it's, like, once a year, every year since 2012. Okay. And I'm probably wrong. <laughs> okay. Okay. But so we'll start saying I don't think I'm entirely wrong. I just mean that, like, maybe it's every other year or something, but it's it's really frequent. Yeah. Okay. Her first book is Cinder, and it came out in 2012. It's currently 2019, and if you include her two graphic novels, mm-hmm. that's 13 eight. books in six years. Eight, eight, wow. That's a lot of books. That is a lot of books. Thank goodness. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Eight years. Okay. So there's six books in Lunar Chronicles, and then Heartless, then two graphic novels, and then the Renegade series, which is now three books. So nine. Twelve books. So twelve books in eight years. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. Thank you for all of that content, Marissa Meyer. We appreciate you. You're a goddess. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so. Um, It starts raining. Yeah. And then the torrent began. Of course it starts raining. I love that line. Of course it starts raining. Of course she has no wipers. I've had to drive without wipers once because I didn't realize mine were broken and it was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. I also have had that problem. It's, it's. And it always happens on a day when, like, my checking account's overdrawn and I like, can't do a thing about it. Ugh. Like, the day before payday or something. Or something <laughs> like, crazy like that. Ugh. Yeah. Or the day after you pay all of your bills, so you have, like, $6 left. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's pouring rain. Pouring, pouring, pouring. Which it is, oh, you've never seen ever after. I have not. I'm sorry. Okay, listeners, those of you who have seen the Drew Barrymore wonderfully produced movie ever after which is also a cinderella story remind me i'm pretty sure she shows up at the ball in the rain oh i'm pretty sure it ruins the wings that leonardo da vinci made her what leonardo da vinci is in this movie girl you gotta watch this movie it's (laughs) such a good movie yeah it's amazing anyway it's raining she has no wipers she also has no brakes yeah, but she doesn't think to pull the emergency brake, or we don't know that she has one. Right. Which I would when, assume that she has one because that's like the only way to make a car with a manual transmission stop. Park, park it. You can't put it in park. You. There is. There's no park. There's neutral, and then yeah. you put the emergency brake. Right. Right. Yeah. So I would assume she has one. I mean, I would never think to try and do an emergency break because that's just not a thing that you do unless you're playing a video game and you want to like do the drifting thing or whatever but 
so she crashes into a cherry tree, which like, hi, Asia. Like, yeah, she crashes right into a cherry blossom tree. (laughs) Yeah. The car doesn't have any airbags. Did you notice that? Uh, There were no airbags. It wouldn't because it's a late 70s Volkswagen Beetle. (laughs) So that would check. Airbags had not been invented. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did not know that. So that would make sense then, like the reason that this is a manual transmission, no airbags, the color of the car, it's totally a late 70s bug. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good to know. So So it's raining. She crashes the car. There's no airbags. She like fumbles her way out of the car. She has this realization. There's no possibility of freedom at all now if there was any before. And an umbrella appears out of nowhere above her head. <laughs> she calls it a greeter, but it's one of the footmen. I, I is how I picture it. I um, love that it. I love this part though. Cinder mm-hmm. snatched the umbrella from him and flashed a smile. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> there's like no decorum. There's no like, oh, you're you're escorting me in because no, she's how things are done. Nope, she's just like, okay, I'm gonna take the umbrella, and then she just drops it on the floor in the entryway. <laughs> Not doesn't even give it like a gentle shake outside first. No. <laughs> yeah, I love this. And then once again, the imagery, squishy shoes. Oh, which, yeah, in, in like an entryway that everyone has been like hustled out of into the ball. So it's yeah, empty those and shoes, quiet. Those shoes are going to be so loud. Empty, and like, like squishy shoes in an, mm-hmm. in a silent area with loud acoustics is one of the loudest sounds in the world. It's like if you try to sneeze when everybody's being quiet. It's just, it's the loudest thing in the world. Wet shoes are the worst. I don't like my toes being wet in socks and shoes, you know, Mm -hmm. which is why if it's even remote, if there's even a 20% chance of rain, I'm wearing my galoshes. Yeah. I wish I could wear galoshes. I have cankles (laughs) cankles <laughs> oh <laughs> I can't I can't find any boots that my tree trunk legs will fit in that makes sense yeah I'd... oh I'm sorry well you know I hope okay. that someday you can mine are um <laughs> mine are from the kids section and I have them for like five years and they finally died on me and Quentin went oh, on sad. Amazon huh sad yeah Quentin went on Amazon and found me a nice pair, though, and he ordered them for me. That's awesome. Thank you, Quentin. Yeah, he does stuff like that. He's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Also, my right calf is a full inch bigger than my left calf. How peculiar. I know, right? (laughs) I don't know why. It just is. It's a full inch. That is so crazy. When skinny jeans and stuff, like first came back it like was noticeable when I would like go and try on clothes I hate it's a noticeable jeans. difference in how pants fit I hate skinny jeans I feel like oh, they're I'm the worst suff- yeah I feel like I'm suffocating when I wear them I, I yeah I actively this I'm gonna sound like such a snob I personally pretty much only wear American Eagle jeans because I think they fit my body the best I guess sure um but they started making skinny jeans. 
and I have to, if I need to buy a new pair, which also like American Eagle jeans are expensive, but they're really nice. Like I've had pairs for five or six years. Oh yeah, they'll hold up. Yeah, this last winter, my jeans were finally starting to give. And so I went to buy a new pair and they were having like a BOGO sale. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy four pairs. And then I just won't have to buy like jeans for like another five or six years. I had to like ask for help because everything was skinny jeans. So she actually had to help me. Like she didn't even know where they were. We spent like 20 minutes wandering around and I ended up with the exact same pair of pants that I just bought four pairs of. Wow. Because they just don't make, it's not a popular style anymore. They don't make like mm-hmm. flare, bell bottom or boot cut. They just do like mm-hmm. the skinny jeans. So I was like, all right, well, can I just have all four of these in a size 10? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like, do you happen to have this jean, like four of them in a size 10? Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go buy a bunch of skinny jeans. They're not comfortable. And I don't like the way that they look on me. Right. But yeah. they're crazy popular. I know. I hate it. Yeah. My sister will wear, shout out Lindsay, wears pretty much exclusively wears skinny jeans. They look good on some people. And some oh, people are she looks good in, in anything. But that's the thing. Like, everybody's different. You know, I don't know. I just, dear clothing manufacturers, please just make more variety, please, because yes. we're all different. Thank you. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, it's frustrating. I agree. I agree. So she's got squishy shoes. Yeah. And she's like telling herself to just try and be graceful. Okay. And okay. I love this part. The audiobook narrator nailed this line. Rebecca Solaire. She's amazing. She is amazing. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I love her so audiobooks. Good. She does the, she does the audiobooks for all of Marissa Meyer's books. And she's incredibly talented. She so is. Yeah, when Cinder is talking to herself, like, whatever. Be graceful. Be graceful. Be graceful. Yeah, the way that she says it is just so stinking perfect. Good. So perfect. Good. Love it. So she gets in. No alarms immediately go off. Which I have questions about. So, you know those wallets that, like, block RFID chip readers? Yes. I think her calf compartment has that. And that's why I didn't pick up on Peony's ID chip? Yeah. Okay, because that was my question. I was like, why isn't it like, she was like, oh, they must not be able to see that I have two ID chips. And I was like, yeah, well, why can't they? Right. So, yeah, that's a good point. It must conceal it somehow. I would assume. I mean, because why else? You know? Right. Yeah, Right. I think it must. I love this part. You, your notes. Oh, yeah. You misspelled the word hero, heroin. You spelled it like the drug. Oh, did. Oh, yeah, I probably did. I love it. <laughs> Let me, how do you spell it? Uh, there's just an E at the end. Is there? Okay. Mm-hmm. I just love oh, it. Oh, that's, that's why I misspelled it. Hmm. Because my spell check is saying that that's the wrong one. I have a little blue line. Oh, really? And it's telling me to change it. Oh, it wants you to be talking about drugs. Well, that's partly my fault because I don't always look and check what the 
error is. I'm just like, all right, blue line change, change, change. All right. And then I mail it to you. <laughs> it just, it just made me happy. Good. Typos are good. So why was there a typo is because I wrote in my notes, I'm used to the ty Disney Cinderella. Because <laughs> yeah. this is like a huge change to our heroine, not the drug. Because in the Disney version and other Cinderella versions similar, she walks in and she looks gorgeous and she's the most beautiful woman anyone has ever seen and everyone stops to stare at the beautiful girl and yeah, the one yeah yes i always think of um a cinderella story with hillary death yeah with the little um the little like masquerade ball mask yeah she's got the big white dress on with the masquerade ball mask on her face and the music like starts a new song while she's walking in and the light hits her and yeah 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 but yeah. not here not for our no. not for our heroine no absolutely not she is able at least she's a hot mess here's she's our image yeah. soggy hot mess and she, she is in, sneak in she is in a dress that is covered in grease and stuff from the car that she described as being as wrinkled as an old man's face yes. she has on silk gloves with pearls that are wrinkled and covered in grease yep. shoes and shoes that are too small mm -hmm. and she's soaking wet from being in the rain drenched <laughs> yeah. soggy squeaky like squishy shoes drenched like drowned yeah. rat drenched <laughs> i love this but she's able to sneak in a little bit and kind of get a look at things and holy cow this ballroom and once again marissa stinkenmeyer <laughs> this like the hundreds of crimson paper lanterns not red crimson that just got me i was like mm, of course of course she would say crimson it's the same crimson. as we talked about when she uses words like musty yes or instead of saying that it was hot she said august heat yes yeah, it's just those tiny little words uh -huh. that you don't think twice about, but they really do make a big difference when we're reading them in the description that we read. Such a difference. It makes such a difference. It's amazing. And this ballroom is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. There's golden light coming out of these crimson lanterns. Windows from floor to ceiling overlooking <sighs> the garden. Amazing. Prince Kai, or Emperor Kai. Easy to find, dancing with Lavana. Dancing with the predator. And she is the most beautiful person there. Not Cinderella. Not Cinder. The predator is the, the most beautiful. The predator is the most beautiful woman in the room. Yeah. The crowd parted for him and his partner. The most beautiful, most graceful, most divine woman in the room. Uh -huh. Poor Cinder. Okay, now we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> she is incredibly observant of her surroundings in this moment. Yes. Now, from a writer's standpoint, you could be like, oh, Marissa Myers just giving us exposition so that we can see the scene. But it's not just exposition. She's not just describing the room. Cinder uh -huh. is taking in everything. She's trying to figure out she wasn't just like the room had this and Cinder and Kai looked calm. She was like, okay, Kai hasn't made his announcement because the atmosphere in the room is, is it wouldn't be jolly. Okay. He was yeah. safe. okay. 
like that kind of perceptiveness. I was no, very yeah. impressed with how focused Cinder was when she just saw potentially the man that she loves dancing with the most evil person in the universe. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. and it describes like Kai's demeanor and his face and yeah. Cinder followed the queen's glossy brunette curls. These descriptions of the queen. This is why I loved the art that we got from Lauren Hollingsworth. Yes. Because she looked so beautiful. Gorgeous. Was that last week's? That was last week's. The blue gown. So technically it came out this morning. (laughs) Sure. As we're recording this, it was posted this morning, which is why it's from my memory. Yeah. Yeah. So then she has this moment. I kind of, she's talking to herself Uh about like, okay, this is my chance. This is what I have to do. If I succeed, this will happen. I felt like this was kind of a form of like wishful bargaining. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Because I wasn't sure if I was right when I was reading that. I was like, I don't know if that's the right way to describe this, but that's what it felt like. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely wishful bargaining. Yeah. Grace of a geisha. And she's hoping somehow in this sea of people where Kai is the focal point for everyone, she's hoping for a private meeting with him. Well, that's where I was thinking like her bargaining came in because she's like, this was her chance. If only he would look up and see her. If only he would come to her. She could tell him everything and then slip away into the night and no one would ever have to know she'd been here at all. That's where I was thinking she was bargaining with herself. She was trying to convince herself because she knows that's not going to (laughs) happen. Well, yeah, if she could somehow use her lunar power. So she wants him to look at her, but she doesn't want anybody else to notice that he's looked at her. And I'm picturing her like making this happen and then sneaking out into the gardens and he can follow her the way that um, what's his bucket does in the brandy version. Have you seen the brandy version? Houston presents Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Well, I don't know if that's my favorite. I really do love Ever After. But I I think the brandy Cinderella might be my favorite. I think the brandy Cinderella is my favorite. It's got a wonderful cast. Jason Alexander, Whoopi Goldberg. Yes, and it's where Bernadette, um, Bernadette Peters. um, Victor Garbo get together and there's (laughs) about Asian <laughs> a very attractive Asian son Bernadette Peters uh plays the stepmother who I love it's an all-star cast for sure it's so great yeah so great. oh okay anyway this scenario that she is hoping for this is not gonna happen this is her worst she's like okay so Regina George is trying to steal her man of course yeah, so Pearl, Pearl, like, bombards the prince, like, and how does it describe her? It describes, like, her dress, like, coming at him. But then she noticed a spot of gold beside Kai, a frilly sleeve brushing his arm, her breath caught. It was Pearl, brushing her fingertips along Kai's elbow. She was full of dazzling smiles and fluttering lashes as she dipped into a curtsy. And then she starts to talk, and Cinder is like, she tried to guess what Pearl was saying. 
Yes, I am the girl from the festival this morning. No, Cinder's not coming. We wouldn't disrespect this momentous occasion by allowing my ugly cyborg stepsister to attend. Oh, didn't you know she's cyborg? <laughs> Which, again, Rebecca Soler, thank you. The audiobook reading of that, very similar to the way Bethany just read it. It was perfect. <laughs> so perfect. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. And so Pearl is talking to Kai. It cannot be good. And now a security guard is, I guess, tired of waiting for Cinder to acknowledge that they need to talk to her or whatever. And uh, she freaks out a little when they want to scan her ID chip. Yeah, she annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you, you cannot be this suspicious. Yeah. Normal people, innocent people do not freak out when someone asks them for their ID. If you're going to be a fugitive, you have got to learn how to calm down. <laughs> well, like, oh, but why do you need that? Because, like, everybody was invited. So, I'm, of course, I'm invited. Well, also, they already scanned her ID, so why is she hesitant at all? I don't know. I truly did they scan her ID, or do we did just they not? I don't think that they like did. She didn't help hold out her wrist or anything for it. I mean, she she comes in and no alarm bells go off. Like I'm assuming that they have like essentially RFID sensors that know who all is coming in. But I don't know that they've scanned her wrist exactly the hall was ornamented with dozens of ornate stone statues gods and goddesses long forgotten hidden cameras disguised id scanners so (laughs) not she hasn't had her id scanned i was wrong about that this is there's scanners everywhere and that's when she was worried that they would pick up peony's ship Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. So, I mean, okay, it does make sense, but she still doesn't need to be so suspicious. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Like, she's totally, obviously, something's up with this girl. Like, you, it's like joking with TSA. Like, you just don't, you don't act like that. You just yes. play it cool. <laughs> you got to play it cool, and you got to just, like, do what they say, and just don't draw attention to yourself any more than a stopping wet girl automatically will covered in grease she's this sopping wet girl covered in grease she's starting to try and think of like a cover story and she looks over and sees that audrey is now also talking to prince kai yeah audrey is like hovering near where pearl and emperor kai are talking just hovering like all gross mrs bennett like like ready to like jump in and mrs bennett yes yuck Yes, obsessed, obsessed. I love that our girl is always ready for a fight. She is so scrappy and so ready for a fight. Like, she will throw down with anybody she has to. She's just going to take care of business. This reminds me of when she took out the Medroids, when she was ready to hit Dr. Erland with the giant wrench, when she literally did, like, a Kung Pao kick into the face of the android in the quarantines, like... Our girl is always ready to defend herself. She is always ready for that. How do I get out of this situation? But she doesn't need it. No. Yeah, she's there to fight. She's ready to save the day. She's going to get it done. But they scan her ID chip. And all of a sudden, oh, you know, oh, Lynne, you're 
special whatever <laughs> like she's on the guest list <laughs> i love when he's like we need to announce you i immediately was like no yeah <laughs> yeah we're trying to be discreet do not announce us what are you doing <laughs> right yeah um because she's on the list as a special guest of emperor kai so she gets a special introduction this is not good yeah this, this cannot is not good as well yeah <laughs> so this chapter leaves off with cinder standing at the top of the stairs sopping wet covered in grease about to be announced as a personal special guest of emperor kai and the trumpet fanfare is pre-flipping recorded. Yeah, kind of ruins the moment. Pre-recorded trumpet fanfare? Are you kidding me right now? You couldn't you couldn't get one or two people to show up. Okay, the trumpet You know that there's an orchestra. There's an orchestra, which like probably is actually maybe just string instruments, I guess. Maybe? Oh, that's probably true. That's probably true. So it's potentially just a string orchestra they may not have wind players that's fine but no offense to trumpet players because i understand that to play the trumpet well yes that's a skill okay i suck at it i get that like i could never even get the valves in right because i would just forget that they have to be rotated but i'm sorry anybody can play a dang fanfare on a trumpet get a real trumpet player no pre-recorded music this is unacceptable quinton plays trumpet does he? He played trumpet all through junior high and high school, and he played uh, in the Air Force Band after he graduated tech school and uh, basic. Nice. Because they were like, does anyone play any instruments? And he raised his hand, and then he immediately regretted it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Did he play with, with the orchestra here when he was stationed here? I don't think so. Oh, okay. They're good. I like them. They, yeah. Uh, God, what do they call themselves? Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. Get a real trumpet. Guys, it's not that hard. Yeah, I was really disappointed when I read that. Pre-recorded, it's never okay. Like, it's just not. It, that's no. not a fanfare. That's not a fanfare. That's a ringtone. <laughs> that's a ringtone. <laughs> Seriously. But anyway, Seriously. leave off. We leave of off with a personal announcement. I'm going to go ahead and read it because this was Ashley's quote, too. Ooh, okay. Please welcome to the 126th Annual Ball of the Eastern Commonwealth, a personal guest of His Imperial Majesty, Lynn Sender of New Beijing. Da, 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 da. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> okay, so she's about to go down. Stuff's going to happen in this next chapter. We're getting somewhere. As of the end of this chapter, we have like 60 pages left in Cinder. Which is bonkers. It's intense. Yeah. 50 pages. There are 387 pages. Okay. And tomorrow or next week we start page 336. Wow. 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 So yeah. Beth, what was your quote? My quote was really long, and I'm sorry. <laughs> um, she would have made it, she thought, as the palace came into view, towering over the city atop its jagged cliff. She would have been nearing the city limits by now, picking up speed, watching the lights blur past, racing for the horizon, and never looking back. Uh, in another yeah, life. Yeah. Yeah. What was uh, your quote? 
Mine was, there was nothing she could do but watch and wait for the horrible moment. I so So, feel that. (laughs) I feel that, that dread. You know, you know that dread though. You know that feeling that there, you can't stop it. There is nothing that you can do. It's going to be horrible. There is nothing that you can do. All you can do is just let it happen. Try to brace yourself, even though like it's not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So for this week, we had four Easter eggs and two gloves. (laughs) Hey, and next episode, we will cover two chapters, 34 and 35. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, and leave us a review because our goal is still to get to 30 reviews by the end of center but the end of center is coming up guys please help us that'd be great if you enjoyed the episode today and like to help us out rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review anywhere on any thing yes and if i get a lot of questions about this so if you listen on spotify or you know google podcasts or wherever and they don't have an option to leave a comment or a review, you can just email us and say like, hi, Prince Kai Thampod, and say all of the things you want to say. And we will consider that a review too. We're not going to hold it against people if their listening platform doesn't offer such a service. And I've had a lot of people that have just like posted something on Instagram too, which I also appreciate. So you could just do that if you want. And remember, if you submit a review, you'll get put into our raffle to win Ashley's book, the email correspondence between Bethany and Becca, and my personal notebook, complete with Easter eggs. Yes, it's so yes. exciting. Yeah, Ashley's book all marked up with all of her notes and also um, with all of our quotes highlighted. Yes, in our house colors. And we're gonna we're gonna write a little message and sign it for everybody too. Yes, and also, so if you leave us a review in two different places yes that was a concern yes so let's say you um leave us a review on apple podcasts and then you also leave us a big old shout out on i don't know your youtube channel um (laughs) those count separately right yes i think that's what we're gonna do if you do something like that we'll give you two yeah so you'll be entered into the drawing for each thing different platforms platforms correct for each different platform yeah so like five instagram posts still counts as one (laughs) yeah yes although we very much appreciate them as well we do yes but we have to be fair we do yeah so we can't just have yeah we can't just be like oh you know post twenty thousand times just spam your facebook wall or whatever and we'll (laughs) Because nobody, nobody would like that, and we would no. not good if we um, were that sort of concept. <laughs> so, in the meantime, I guess that's it for today. I guess so. And hopefully Ashley will be with us next time. Yes, I missed her. Oh, Ashley, come back. And also, if you enjoyed our new uh, logo art, it is from Angela Wong on Instagram. Please go check her out. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. All these artists are amazing. Yes. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Cinder by Marissa Meyer. 
This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Rebecca Baker. The logo art for this podcast was created by Angela Wong on Instagram. Thank you for listening.